Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. New York City schools are closing because of COVID-19 threat, and various states are increasing their pandemic restrictions, and the Center for Disease Control warns Americans to stay home during Thanksgiving weekend. Dr. Sarah Madad is the Senior Director, Special Pathogens, New York City Health System. She's a member of the COVID-19 Task Force. She's one of the most highly placed uh, virologists or virology-related physicians in the U.S. And if you watch the Netflix series Pandemic, you saw Dr. Madad, and that is where I first saw her, and she's uh, back on our program second time. Dr. Madad, thank you very much for taking the time. Good to talk to you again. No, thank you so much for, for having me. And, and, and uh, I'm no virologist, but I deal a lot in public health and, and healthcare delivery, so I'm, I'm happy to join your show again today. Yeah, would you tell us, please, what it is that, what caused the New York City schools to close? How bad was it? Or how bad is it? So the cases are, are continuing to increase here in, in New York City. And just looking at within, you know, the last seven days uh, within the city perimeter, you're seeing, you know, over 7,000 cases. We have a little over 500 individuals hospitalized and about 54 deaths over the, you know, the last seven days. And so this is something that certainly we're all keeping an eye on. We are in our second wave. We have uh, been able to flatten the curve, and that's why we call it the second wave, because during our first wave, you know, we were surging extremely high, very high cases, hospitalization deaths. And with the number of restrictions put into place, uh, we were successfully able to flatten the curve, and now we are seeing an uptick. And this is not something that we didn't expect. I think that's important to, to just um, understand is that we knew that there was going to be an uptick. These are the things that are inevitable. And this is why we took the time to bring online the resources and the infrastructure needed to burn out these small fires that are going to continue to happen. And what I mean by these infrastructures is contact tracing. It's having really good testing infrastructure and the ability to make sure that people isolate in quarantine and to provide those wraparound services. Because what you're hearing is that, and what you're seeing is, you know, telling somebody to isolate in quarantine for 10 days or 14 days, that's a luxury. People still need to put food on the table. People, uh, you know, still have to do certain things to uh, enable their livelihoods. And so without these free wraparound services, like a free hotel, if you want to safely isolate or quarantine, um, a paycheck, financial support, meal delivery, pharmaceutical delivery, all of these things are provided to them. And that's the infrastructure that has been set up. And so um, certainly I think that we have some good measures in place to pull back. Um, but as you know, um, I, I certainly, uh, you know, I am against school closures when bars and indoor dining is open. I think that's certainly the opposite of what we want to see. And so I do think that the city is looking at how we can, uh, you know, reorganize some of the decision making that uh, has been made. How bad do you think things are going to be or, or get over the next three months over the winter in New York City? What are you expecting? Yeah, I think in New York City, certainly we're going to continue to see increases in cases. You know, that's something that we're going to continue to see. But I think what's important is just making sure that we prevent these cases from becoming clusters, clusters from becoming full-blown outbreaks. And this is where you want to have this hyper-local response where you know at the local level, having good surveillance systems, where are these cases coming from? And if they're coming from, you know, one zip code or multiple zip codes, then you, you know, you have um, much more targeted interventions. You have testing sites, mobile testing sites in those communities, encourage people to get tested because testing is a means to an intervention. When you know you have COVID-19, that is one, it's more of an impetus 
for people to isolate or if you've been exposed for them to uh, quarantine, giving them the services that they need. Say, hey, we want you to isolate. We're going to give you meal delivery services. You know, we'll give you um, resources that you need. So that's the response that's going to happen, and that is what's been happening. So I'm confident that that's going to continue on, but I am not confident in the rest of the nation. And as you're seeing in the United States, we are having record number of cases every single day, a record number of deaths, both the number of uh, fatalities along with the number of cases have, have increased over 60% over the past two weeks. Um, and what, you know, uh, makes me afraid the most is the cases that we've seen over the past few weeks haven't even hit the hospitals yet. So you're seeing over a thousand hospitals overwhelmed uh, and having significant, stra- you know, staffing shortages across the United States. And they're not even at the capacity uh, of having uh, more patient loads that we're going to be seeing in the future because of existing infections. So that's really, really important to understand. The other thing that I'll just quickly mention is when we're talking about people to not gather for holidays and, and not uh, come in contact with non-household contacts, everybody's trying to calculate their own risk, their personal risk, and then their family-wide risk. But the risk of gatherings is not limited to just those who gather. You know, we know that the transmission of the virus is like you know lighting a tree uh, on a fire, in a fire in the forest. Um, and what this means is that you may gather, but the repercussions are going to be seen throughout your immediate circle. And the best example that I can give is an, a wedding that took place in May, and uh, you know, um, in August. And that particular, in that wedding, it led to seven people dying that were not even attendants in that wedding. Because it shows you that an individual that may attend a certain activity or gathering, they certainly have the means to infect other people outside, obviously, those particular uh, events. And so you don't see that, but those are some of the ramifications. So it's really, really important that as you are calculating your own personal risk and your family risk, you're not taking account the risk that you're putting in the community. All right. Dr. Madad, unfortunately, the uh, technology, you know, we put men on the moon in 1968, but we can't get mobile phones to work properly in 2020. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.